Of course, I should have known. I heard you moved into her old house. You must be Adelaide. I used to come out and take care of her cats when she got too old to come to the clinic. You're that Wanda? Wanda Carter? Aunt Tilda used to talk about you all the time. She loved you. Wanda clasped Addie's hands in hers. What a small world. I'm so glad to meet you, even if it is under these circumstances. We'll have to be friends now, you know. I'm just here for a few months, long enough to get the household, Addie replied. Wanda frowned for a second and then flashed Addie another smile. Well, we can be friends until then. The door swung open and the man from the back of the examination room strode out. He looked in the woman's direction and said, Miss Wanda, Doc says you can go on home. He says to tell you. He nodded in Addie's direction. He'll be out in just a few minutes. Is the dog okay? Addie asked. She released Wanda's hands. Is he going to live? I think he's going to make it. The man gave her a lopsided smile. But I'm not the dog, so don't hold me to it. Wanda stood up and brushed off her pale pink scrub pants. I've got to get going, Addie. She walked over to the reception desk and scribbled something down on a post-it note. Here's my number. We'll get together soon. She hurried out the door, leaving Addie alone with the stranger who stood there silently, his hands shoved into his jeans pockets. Addie watched him, unsure of what to say. He was tall, very tall, at least six foot four. He was what her mother would have called strapping. He had wheat-colored hair that fell just above his brow line, and a wide mouth that Addie assumed held perfectly straight teeth to match his perfectly straight posture. Even though he was looking at the floor, she could tell his eyes were blue. He was young, but older than she. Maybe thirty? She couldn't tell just by looking at him. He reminded her of a farmer, like most of the men in Eunice. He was wearing work boots that were caked in mud, and his jeans and white t-shirt were also slightly dingy. He looked like he'd just come in from off a tractor somewhere, and Addie didn't know why, but the image made her want to giggle. After what felt like hours, Addie mustered up enough courage to break the silence. I didn't see you standing in the room with Dr. Dixon. I'm sorry I interrupted you all. I was a bit frantic. The man shrugged and replied, It's no big deal. We were just talking cattle. I'm glad he was still here, Addie said. I didn't know where to take him. I just remembered seeing this place the day I got into town. I'm the only person on the planet without a GPS. When he didn't respond, Addie continued, I've just been here a few days. My aunt died. She left me her house. I don't even know what I'm doing here. I haven't been here since I was a kid. I just wanted to go for a walk. I didn't know the camping grounds had turned into a trash dump. His eyes snapped up to her and he replied, You were down by the old campgrounds? What were you doing down there so late? It's not safe at night, Addie cut him off. I know, I know. So you're the one who moved into Miss Tilda's place? He stuck out his hand. I'm Jasper, Jasper Floyd. Addie stood up and moved toward him. His hand practically swallowed hers.
I'm Adelaide Andrews. I didn't move here exactly. I'm just sort of passing through. I'll have to tell my mother that I met you. Do I know your mother? No, I'm sure you don't, Jasper replied. But she and her friends have been dying to know what's been going on over at Tilda's. The place had been sitting empty for so long people were beginning to talk. Talk about what? Jasper adjusted the green Floyd Farms hat on his head and said, You're really not from here, huh? There was an awkward pause and Addie breathed a sigh of relief when Dr. Dixon walked into the room. I think your dog is going to live, the veterinarian stated. No broken bones, just a lot of blood. There were some cuts that required stitches and some bite wounds, and I think he might have been shot. Shot? Addie sputtered.